and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk their favorite films from their childhood with family and friends. Um, and we have a very special guest today talking about a very special movie. So I will let Eleanor introduce our guest and movie. So the movie we will be discussing is A League of Their Own, but our guest is Sienna, who had the great fortune to live with both you and me <laughs> during our time in Boston. And Sienna is a teacher. So Sienna, would you be able to tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, your interests? Sure. So I am from Boston, and I still live here, and I now teach eighth grade social studies in Lowell. And I just got a kitten this weekend, which is very exciting. Um, and I like to, you know, like do fun things outside, like go to the beach and go hiking. Yes, you're really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> you're the best. And I would say one of your defining characteristics, attributes, etc., is your dedication in particular to the um, camp. Um, Mara Vista, where we were able to take some of our students, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Lots of love for Mara Vista. Lots of good things. Yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Um, All right. So, Annie, tell us, what should we expect in this podcast? (laughs) Okay. Well, first we're going to talk about um, our favorite pop culture things of the week. And then we will jump into kind of a brief synopsis of the film we're talking about. And then we'll talk all about that movie. And then we'll end with talking about how it's relevant um, to today. And then we're going to end with where we want to go in the world. So let's jump right in. Where, what were people's favorite pop culture things this week? I can go first. Please. Uh, did some research to prepare for this. And so my favorite pop culture thing of this week had to do with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively because they are married. And on her birthday, he posted a picture of himself with like a little sliver of her being like, happy birthday to my wife. And it was just his birthday. And so she posted a picture of Ryan Gosling being like, happy birthday to my husband. And it was just fun. That is so funny. I think it's also tied to the fact that she has a movie released right now, and it's one of those, this is where I've become much more cynical living in Los Angeles, because anything cute that becomes viral is weirdly timed within a three-week span of one of the people involved having, like, that's so sad. This is also me just being cynical. <laughs> Oh, Eleanor, that's like kind of because she has a new movie out, doesn't she? She does, which I do really want to see. It's called, uh, well, I forget what it's called, but it's essentially she's blind and becomes not blind, and then she finds out her husband may have been lying to her the entire time. And I, not to fetishize disability, but I think movies in particular that deal with blindness as it relates to horror interesting in part because i love the audrey hepburn movie wait until dark yes i think is one of the scariest movies well yeah i haven't seen it but i've heard it's really scary 
I've definitely been with you when you watched it, so this is one of those ones we're going to agree to disagree. I, like, um, absolutely don't think I've seen this movie. You will 100% see this movie. No. Also, Sienna, you should... And it's one of those movies that it's so well done. So it's not... Like, I enjoy contemporary horror films, but those ones... But this is just outstanding. And it builds in a way. It has, like, young Alan Arkin. I highly I don't like recommend it. I saw Scream. I don't know, but what I'm saying, it's not as if the whole movie is scary. It's just, like, kind of the last, like, 20 minutes. But it's, what I would say so effective about it, it's scary. It's so good. Highly recommend. That is not my pop culture thing of the week, though I do recommend. Um, So, took to reading a biography of the German Chancellor. Angela Merkel, just for fun, because she really is the moral voice of the West and the leader of the free world, based on, like, that was a position once held by the American president, but that position has been seated. And so I was like, okay, Angela Merkel is very important. I know very little about her, so I'm going to do my own research. I'm reading this biography. I'm essentially obsessed. (laughs) She is so interesting. One of my favorite tidbits that I've picked up was, like, starting from the age of seven, she adopted the mantra, incompetence, which, and it's true, like, with Angela Merkel, I feel like you can imagine her as a seven-year-old, like, sitting in a mirror and being, like, never show incompetence. <laughs> so I love that. It's a good message. Yes. Like it. Um, okay, so mine. Gosh. Oh, I I like Taylor Swift's new song. I like Gorgeous. I didn't think I would. Um, I haven't really liked any of the other movies. Um, not movies. Like songs that have come off of her new album. But I liked this one. Uh, which is new to me and a little bit weird. <laughs> but um, yeah. I liked it more than I thought I would. So I think that that's mine for this week. Mine is usually music related, I've realized. Oh, and, okay, another thing. I listen to podcasts when I swim in the morning, and I found a really great podcast called Fresh Air, and it's, like, out of Philly's NPR network, and they, like, talk to authors who are writing nonfiction, like, books, and I listened to a really great episode about Eric Garner, the guy who started... Um, kind of like the whole, well, his killing by the New York police in Staten Island kind of started or continued, I guess I would say, the Black Lives Matter movement and was the one where they were all shouting, like, I can't breathe. Um, And it was really interesting to learn more about who Eric Garner was as a human being outside of that incident um, and to just hear about why police officers react in certain ways and 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 the things that they have to to do it it was just very interesting so fresh air it was good fresh air has been crushing it recently i don't know they also had a really good one recently with john green who is most known for writing the fault in our stars but he has a new book out and in this book, one of the characters explored, like, has OCD, and it had given John Green a chance to talk about his own experience with OCD. Yeah, uh, that John- one's next up on my podcast. John Green also does Crash go. Course U.S. History. Just saying. Oh, he does. Yes. 
You can't show that to fifth graders. Maybe eighth graders, but for fifth graders. I'm sure graders. I'll pass to my eighth graders. <laughs> it's a little bit too much for 10-year-olds. But yeah. It's best. fun. Yeah. Okay. So, Sorry. Go ahead, us, Eleanor. Why? Tell us. Give us the synopsis for the movie. The uh, Our stars. Um, League of Their Own. So... A League of Their Own is set during the World War II, World War II times when all of the men are off at war, so they can no longer play baseball, and the baseball industry doesn't want to lose all that money, so they decide to have women play baseball. So they send these scouts all around the country, and it primarily centers on two sisters, but it also talks about like their relationship with their team and their manager, and how like these women sort of stepped up and just became these awesome like feminist baseball players. Yes. And we do love feminism here on the Excellent. Good Film Hunting this. Podcast. <laughs> we do. Yes. This is that is one of our favorites. So what was your first experience with this movie and why did it stay with you so strongly? Um, I don't remember when I first saw this movie. I think I was young and like my dad showed it to us. But I think that I keep watching it every few years because it's one of those movies that has, like, classic actors and actresses in it that just really bring characters to life. And then also to this world where, like, women are discovering, like, who they are and their place in society. And I really enjoy watching movies like that. That was a really great explanation. Yeah, I think that that was one of my favorite parts of this movie growing up is I, I feel like there weren't too many movies outside of like Pocahontas and Mulan, which I love, and Ariel at uh, Little Mermaid, but um, that I watched where, like, women were figuring out who they are, you know? Like, that that wasn't a really, I don't know, like, common narrative. So this movie did kind of stick out um, in terms of, of just, like, a different storyline. And the women all get along, too. Well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, like, some are against each other, but then they all are brought together by, like, heartbreak and, like, when their husbands die or, like, when people have to transfer teams. Like, they all come together in those moments that matter. Agreed. Um, question for Eleanor. Do you think if we were playing on the same softball team, which would never happen because I don't think either of us are very good, would we stay friends? Would we get into such a fight? Is yes. Yes. This is my this is my question. Do you think there are some of the and Sienna, like as someone who's also close to her sister, I feel like you would also be able to answer these questions. Um, but I do think there is something to be said about there being a tension between two sisters who are close in age who have similar interests but they kind of but they have different personalities might be the best way to say it wouldn't you say that's true yeah i mean my sister and i both played competitive volleyball growing up and we're actually on a team together now so fun now so it's different but like we're so different. My sister is very like extroverted and I'm very introverted and um you know, so it, it works it works now. We love playing together. 
playing, we didn't really overlap in high school because she was four years older than me, so she was off the varsity team by the time I was on it. Yeah. I like, so I actually think that that's kind of an interesting question to talk about or like thing to talk about with this movie is the fact that like they're not only two women, like this movie doesn't only like explore the relationship like between women, like adult women to women with like the sisterhood, you know, of like being women together and are the same age, whatever, but also like actual sisterhood um, in the sense that these two sisters like have lived this like relatively similar life up until this point and then like kind of figuring out what can drive them apart. And like Sienna, I don't know if you've ever had any like old people do this to you, but this like happens relatively frequently to Eleanor and I where like we'll meet these people like randomly and they'll be like, oh, you know, like you guys are sisters. That's so great that you spend time together. Like don't ever lose your sister. Like I lost my siblings over a battle, you know, about our parents' money or whatever. And so like we've been warned like a million times not to lose our sisterhood. And I keep being like I mean I don't think that's gonna you know I don't know it's just it's very strange to me yeah it is weird and like in the movie like one of the sisters is obviously gonna be better than the other so it's like right trying to figure out how to fit into this world where her older sibling like already fits so perfectly yeah and and like here's the thing and you're the younger sister as well I mean I definitely would find that difficult like I Eleanor my dear sister who's on this podcast with me is like definitely better at school than I am. Like Eleanor is somebody who is like super detail oriented. She makes, she's very um, like thought out and planned and like does all the readings. And like, so Sienna, this is a great story. So Eleanor made me emphasis on made me take a class with her at Notre Dame. Like when we were both there as undergrads, she was like, we need to take a class together. And she, of course, got to make the decision about what class we were going to take. So what do we end up taking? Labor history in the United States. Something that I was like totally not interested in. But then it even got worse because Eleanor, being the good student that she is, did all of the readings. I never read like one page for that class. And I'm pretty sure I was silent the whole semester that was like a pride point for you what also Amy you have a complaint about this claim but you did really enjoy having Dan Graff as a professor shout out to D Graff also <laughs> made very good strong friends with a very socially progressive group of Notre Dame students Okay, no, you're right. I really enjoyed the group of people. Like, I didn't hate the class, but Eleanor made me look bad. I mean, that was the point I was getting at. Like, Eleanor definitely, like, talked me out of the water and would sound, like, so smart and had have read everything. And, like, my friends in the class kept coming up and being like, does your sister really read everything? And I was like, I think she does. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs>
No. Like, I, from the moment I started at MCA, like, you are both on an impeccably high standard. Like, your work ethic and the way that you interact with the girls, for both of you, was just, like, amazing. So, for me, as an outsider looking in, it didn't seem competitive at all because you both seemed like you were at the exact same level. <laughs> That's Even such a lie. Oh, my gosh. Eleanor is so much better at almost everything. It's the, like, from the outside in, it's like, like you both belonged and fit perfectly in the scenario that you were in. Oh God, I'm glad I like. I'm really good at like. Just this is excellent because it's a hundred percent fake it till you make it. At MCBI, I'm in teaching in general <laughs> oh, <yeah>. life. <laughs> in life, fake it till you make it. Oh my okay, gosh, so that's back to the film. I now have a question for all of us. Is there a particular character? out of all characters you relate the most or and then alternatively is there a character who even though you might not relate to them personally that you enjoy the most oh i don't know about who i relate to the most but the character that i enjoyed the most and i can't remember her name right now is the blonde mother with the son who comes on all of the oh yeah like just looking at her this like blonde bimbo but then she's like this awesome single mother who throughout the course of the movie sort of like takes on her own voice and she starts at the beginning she's like a mess and crying all the time and at the end she's like this killer baseball player I liked her the most okay um I think that for me it's probably the woman who's like oddly not very attractive and then gets very drunk and like falls in love and it's like beautiful I like kind of feel her and I don't I've never known why but I don't know I feel like I always wanted to be that person that people didn't expect much out of and then like just blew them out of the water and I liked that she as a character did that yeah I mean she even did that when she came to like um try out they like she had that killer pitch or whatever exactly yeah so I always wanted to be someone who like defied other people's notions of me. Yeah. What about you, Eleanor? Um, interestingly enough, so I I want to rewatch this movie. You know, pretty close recently this summer at Forever Cemetery in Los Angeles. So it's a cemetery where there's a lot of like dead celebrities, and then they'll do these movie screenings once a week that are themed and they'll have DJs and they'll have, um, um, what is it called? Mm, like, photo, uh, photo booths. And they'll often have people who worked on the film come and talk. So for League of Their Own, they had a lot of the women who were the players, including the biggest name that they got was Sister. Um, and but I was re-watching it this time and the character with whom I had the most empathy I think would be the Rosie O'Donnell character and hmm. when I what I remembered of it was just that she was comedic relief but then she had this moment buses um, and she's talking about how she and they're all talking about like their personal interpersonal relationships and why she and May are so close. 
amazing. It was like her whole thing is um, Rosie O'Donnell about how she wasn't respected by on her in her life, and it was threatening to them that she was better at baseball and that, and she was really hurt. she was upset with how hurt she was. And I thought that was really interesting, and I didn't remember that about her character. And so it was cool to see that depth from this film. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my my next question is, do each of you have a favorite part in the film? Mm. That's a tough one. Do you want to go first, Danny? Yes, please. Wait, me or you? You, you go. Sorry. Um, you want me to go first? Yes, please. Okay. Um, I think my favorite part of the movie is the tryout scenes because you get like little snippets of who each of the characters are and the way they interact. And then it's just like, guys, as the whole idea of like women playing for baseball because they had like tryouts and cuts, and then it goes right to the uniform scene where they're in the skirts and they immediately start complaining, being like, we can't play in that. So it was a really cool juxtaposition of like same expectations as men being able to play, but then we're going to make you play in, in these dresses. And it was, it was good. Yeah. Oh, that is such an interesting part. Um, weirdly, I like the end the best when they're like old women and they're back. Um, and the two sisters like see each other and, I think they just, like, they go up and hug each other with their kids. Um, and I like that part the most because it kind of shows, like, this this broader, you know, kind of theme of, like, time can heal things. You know, like, they left so angry and bitter and whatever, but, like, at the end of the day, they're still sisters and they still care about each other and they did this really cool thing together. Yeah, I liked that scene, too. It was sweet. It is. It is sweet. Eleanor. Um, I really love the song they sing. Oh, um, yeah. Canadians, some Irish ones, and Swedes. We're all for one. We're one for all. We're all American. Like, it was great. It was yeah. Great. I haven't thought about that one, but yeah, that is good. Yeah, and it's because also, it's not true, like the melting pot. It's and, true. And again, it, there were certain, I loved, this was a movie I really did appreciate watching after maybe more than a decade of not having seen it, because there were elements that I had just missed before, because there was, there's the moment when, because um, this was the time of segregation in Major League Baseball as well as in baseball, and there's the moment when like a fly ball goes into the crowds and it's where there are black women watching the game and one of the women like one of the black women throws it back and she's clearly just as it or if not more talented and it's maybe like a 15 second scene and granted I think this came out uh what 92 or 93 so for then but like it is they are essentially the only people of color in the film yeah but you see them like working towards that. It would be interesting now if such a film were to exist, how the racialized elements would play. Yeah, that is definitely interesting. 
Yeah, there aren't any. I mean, okay, so as much as I love this film, I think about some of the, like, iconic lines, namely, like, there is no crying in baseball. Um, And I'm wondering what you guys think. Like, do we think that's kind of continuing this narrative of women being overly emotional and that's why he has to say that to her? Um, I mean, I just want your opinion because, like, I both – Love that line, and as I think about it, like, kind of am bitter about it. So, just thoughts. Yeah, I don't know the answer. Like, I, I feel like I feel the same as you that I do love that line, but also that it is a little bit stereotypical of like who women are and their experiences. Um, so I don't know. I don't know the answer. Right, and it's like one of those things where it's like, what do you say that to a man who is playing? You know, like. Because men get emotional, too. I don't know. Yeah. Eleanor, thoughts? Mm. I'm right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> My apartment's, like, really cold in this moment. And right now I'm like, how do I get a blanket to wrap around me? So I'm not going to lie because I was cold. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are hilarious. Okay, well, um, okay, why don't we start talking about whether or not we think this movie is still relevant today? Would we show this movie to kids? Should it be shown to everyone, just some people? Thoughts? I think that there are elements of it that are relevant today, and I think that like for what it was and the time that it was made, it's like showed women in an interesting and new light. I think if it was remade today, it would be done a little bit differently and I'd be interested to see that. But I think that I would show this movie like to my kids as to examples of like how women were parts of breaking down different barriers because I think that like that's sort of at the heart of what the movie is, like these women taking on new and different roles and sort of finding who they are. Yeah. And similarly, I I had such a good experience rewatching it and stylistically the movie holds up I don't think it looks dated and that is important um also again to like the Tom we didn't discuss this all but Tom Hanks was like utterly charming in this movie yes um as he so frequently is but I would agree that this this movie shows a slice of history that I think at this point it's almost like we are so used to being comfortable with and believing, but the fact that this was pretty revolutionary in 92 to go back in time and look at instances where barriers and then present that to a wider public, I think that context is really important. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah and I think that I, I, I agree with both of those, I think that I would show this to students and I actually think it might be an important, important piece for them because it's like they, especially for like my young boy students, they're like 10, like very few things truly capture their attention, but sports is one of them. And so it might be a great way for them to start considering like gender dynamics and gender barriers. Um, like, through a movie like this, where it is revolving around sports. And, like, even today, women don't play baseball on the major league level. Like, they're softball. Right. And so it's, like, interesting to see, like, that step backwards that was taken 
Yeah, totally. And, like, have them think about that and be like, yeah, like, what does it mean? That- also, though, I'm really excited about the possibility of there being a movie about the girl who was on the team from the Chicago South Side who was so good in the Little League World Series. I, like, yeah. really hope there's an upcoming Disney movie about her. But then <laughs> it's one of those things in where I have guilt as a viewing consumer show on Fox that was supposed to be pretty good but I just didn't make the time to watch it and then it was canceled and it was about the female pitcher in the major, in major league baseball yes and I watched it it's a hard yeah that's a story I would want to see and watch the port but I just didn't put in the time and then I was upset when it was canceled same which I feel like happens to me all the time where I was like I believe in this for representation purposes and sometimes I'm like maybe I should just keep on loop, like, while I'm at work. But then it's hard. I don't want to kill the environment. But at the same time, I'm like, should I have my laptop going at home, just like a loop of television shows that I think are culturally relevant and should stay on the air just so it looks like it has viewers? So funny. personally watching it. I don't know. This is the struggle I face. That is so funny. I did like that. Did you like it, Sienna? It was good? I did like it. I mean, it's a TV show, so there was, like, dramatization and all of that. But, like... I did enjoy it, and I was sad because they canceled it in, like, a horrible spot where there's, like, this huge dangling storyline, and I just, like, I, I like closure, and I, I don't like when things aren't closed. Oh, my gosh. You know, we totally didn't talk about it all, though. I mean, number one, Gina Davis being awesome Gina Davis in Hollywood today, and then number two, Madonna. Yeah, they're both in this movie. Yes. And I think that, like, hasn't Gina Davis said that she, um, like, this movie kind of started her off thinking about, like, women in film and their places? Gina Davis is really notable. I mean, she has, she's founded the Gina Davis, like, Media Institute, which specifically looks at female representation in film. So she does a lot of self-funding and self-promoting uh, through this. And the same, it's a similar vein to, like, Jessica Chastain, films about complex women who are not either or who aren't like super women because that's part that was part of the appeal for coming on molly's game because a morally ambiguous character and morally ambiguous characters are more often men interesting hi (laughs) well it's just like it's interesting that they think that like men have you know, can be morally ambiguous, but, but like, women are... The sinner or the saint. Yeah, either good or bad. Because, like, yeah. in the course of any one day, I'm both. The devil incarnate? Yeah. I mean, you know me. You guys both know me. I'm terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, okay, so now that we've talked about this movie's relevance, we do have to begin um, wrapping up. So, we like to end our podcast here with talking about where in the world we would like to go right now. Um, so, I am currently in the midst of planning a trip to Iceland. So, I am going to go there, and that is where I would like to go right now. And we're going to, like, see the lights and go in the Blue Lagoon, and I'm really excited. That is so cool, Sienna, and I'm so jealous. Like, so yeah. jealous. Eleanor? Similarly, I'm getting, like, very excited about a trip 
we just booked to Mexico City. And, like, right now I'm, like, so kind of, like, deep into it. I'm, like, oh, I should search out Instagram accounts about, like, food and places to go. And I was, like, wow, I want to be there now as opposed to waiting. There is a really good Israeli restaurant in Mexico City that's by these um, Mexican-Israeli people. (laughs) You'll have to send us the name. I love it. I love it. Um, so mine is kind of similar to Sienna, similar part of the world. Uh, our, our goddaughter, who is less than one years old, um, is currently on a trip to Norway with her parents and we keep getting pictures of her and she looks so cute and so happy in this like beautiful place. So I kind of want to go there. She's so happy. Why wouldn't she be? She's in Norway. I know. But she's just a little babe. But she's so happy. Um, Gotta start them traveling young. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Um, And her parents are so funny. They're like, we're taking all these pictures. So in a couple years when she's like obsessed with Frozen, we can be like, we took you there already. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I would choose to go there. But anyway... Okay, Sienna, it was absolutely a delight having you on. This will not be our last time. Yeah, long time. And, like, when you do your ideal summer Harry Potter one, you know, I'll be there. What? Which one is your favorite of the movies, just to, like, plan ahead? Oh, I mean, okay, so different books versus movies, right? Favorite right. book is book six. Um, favorite movie, probably the last one. I, any movie where Hermione is, like, a badass, which is all of them, is my favorite. But the later ones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll definitely have you on for that. Um, and you love movies just as much as we do. So we'll definitely have you on for some others too. But listeners, yeah. thanks for listening in. Um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Email us. We love hearing from you. It's all all the good things. Um And we will hear from you all later. Okay, bye, guys.